0: Hi, welcome to the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be a busy weekend, and it has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Valentine's Day is around the corner. It falls on Monday this year, but you can be sure that people will be out at restaurants celebrating, they'll be sending flowers, and they'll also be exchanging candy. Just how busy of a day is Valentine's Day for candy makers? We'll find out as we chat with Mike Malley from Malley's Chocolates. They've been providing us with delicious treats since 1935. Mike, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. So I was surprised to find that although Valentine's Day is certainly a big day for Malley's, it's not the biggest. Easter's bigger?
1: Well, um, as a season, yes, Easter is is bigger. But as a one-day event, nothing beats Valentine's Day. February 13th and 14th, as as far as the number of uh, uh, customers that we service and transactions are, by far, the biggest days of the year for us. But as a season, no, it's not the biggest. If that makes sense, Easter is you know for can can span over a couple of weeks as people lead up to Easter Sunday.
0: So let's talk about the procedure as as we get closer to the day, as you're getting to that last few days. What goes on? Do you have to add employees or you do extend working hours? How does you how do you ramp up to get ready for this big
1: event? Um, it, it's all of the above. Um we will be working, we we had historically worked literally twenty four hours around the clock on the days leading up to uh, February thirteenth and February 14th. Um and the reason being is uh probably one of the key uh, uh, items that we sell that's our most popular is our chocolate-covered strawberries and our chocolate-covered grapes. And because they're so perishable and they're fresh, you know, we, we prep them and clean them and then immediately, uh, you know, drench them in milk chocolate and get them out to our stores. And the perishable nature of them is you can't make those a week in advance. You really have to make them from you know, cradle to grave is probably like a 48-hour window of when we get them in, we clean them, dip them in chocolate, and then get them out to our stores into the hands of our customers. So we had t- typically worked around the clock, but in the current labor environment, what it is, that's really put a a, a, a a crimp in our typical way to do things. And you know, we've been operating at about 60% capacity. In our manufacturing facility, in our kitchen, so um, we're going to be working all weekend, but it just won't be overnight. We'll be working all day Saturday, all day Sunday, uh, to make sure that we've got plenty of chocolate-covered strawberries and grapes in the stores beginning on Sunday, the 13th, and uh, for sure on uh, Monday, February 14th. But you know, trying to go out and get more employees is just not in the cards for us. It's just you know we're you know it's just it's just hard you know so. We've kind of had to scale back a little bit our expectations on how many, you know, fresh strawberries we can uh, offer everybody this year.
0: Was it last year you ran into a problem with the strawberries because of wet growing
1: season? Yes. Good memory, Dan. Um, (laughs) I love chocolate covered
0: strawberries.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Last year, year the problem was there was really uh, the two major growing regions in the United States are California and Florida for strawberries for this time of year. And uh, California was inundated with extremely, I think it's El Nino, uh, really, really bad wet weather to the point where they could not get out in the fields and pick the strawberries. So unfortunately, uh, a lot of the suppliers here and the distributors here in, in the Cleveland market just weren't getting their berries. And then in Florida, it was an unseasonable, uh, unseasonable uh, cold snap. Uh, which didn't kill the strawberries, but it kind of um, made the berries uh, less than their usual picking size. So they were like anywhere from a week to two weeks behind in what would be the optimum size to pick. So last year, we absolutely had no strawberries uh, to sell, which you can imagine was, was quite a blow and a disappointment to our customers.
0: In an average year, do you have an idea about how many of those you sell?
1: Well, yes, we can do anywhere from 30 to 40,000, depending on where the day falls. Uh, and what that means is, you know, we've typically seen Valentine's sales will be a little bit more robust later in the week. But when it falls on or near a weekend, believe it or not, um, sales aren't as robust. And, and what we think is a lot of times folks are coming home from work and will stop in and, and pick up a box to take home. So this year, with the 13th falling on a Sunday, uh, we think sales would be, they're, they're still going to be very strong. They just won't be our, our typical sales if, like, the 13th fell on a Monday or a Tuesday. And then to add in the fact that it falls on Super Bowl Sunday, um, I'd love to say that chocolate-covered strawberries go great with uh, a football game and a glass of beer, but um, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> I, bet, I think people can make that happen. I don't think that'd be a problem. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, <laughs> know, it could be a new thing for tailgating. I don't know.
0: You deliver, you're getting your product delivered to stores. Do you do direct delivery to individuals? No, we don't. Okay, that's what I thought. That'd be a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just, you know, again, just trying to do like uh, an Uber Eats or anything would be logistically just doesn't make sense. It probably ended up being price prohibitive for the, the actual recipient, you know.
0: Outside of the chocolate covered strawberries, what are the other big sellers on Valentine's Day?
1: Oh my gosh. We'll go through probably 7,800 one pound classic, uh, heart boxes, uh, half pound heart boxes. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, two ounce marshmallow hearts, which are always a treat. We do, you know, thousands and thousands of bags of mini dark chocolate foiled hearts. Um, uh, uh, we will do a lot of what we call our, uh, Valentine Royals, which is a nine-ounce nine box of uh, um, individual milk or dark chocolate caramel hearts or peanut butter hearts. that are all gift-wrapped with Valentine sleeves and, and uh, wrappings. So we have a lot of other uh, traditional offerings as well besides the grapes and strawberries. When it comes to chocolate,
0: have people's tastes changed over the years, or are they still looking for the tried-and-true things they've always eaten?
1: I think the tried and true is always, you know, a hit, you know, why, why mess with a classic, but, uh, you know, there's always the, uh, we're starting to see more people requesting more dark chocolate covered. I think the perceived health benefits is attracting folks, but milk chocolate by and large is still the biggest, the biggest seller. Are you testing new products all the time? Um, the short answer is yes, but we've kind of put that on hold for right now with the pandemic and our ability to just make our everyday classic SKUs of, you know, whether it's a Billy Bob or a, a candy bar, we're trying to just make sure we can keep our our, our the, the items that we're well known for in stock. But, you know, we're always tinkering with new ideas and new flavor sensations. But for about the last year and a half, we thought it'd be best if, you know, let's just Stick to our knitting. Let's make sure we've got plenty of chocolate covered pretzels, our Bordeaux, our Billy Bobs, our Toffees. Let's just make sure we can keep those well in stock rather than trying to come up with something new that would take away valuable runtime on some of the classics. I think
0: people become accustomed to certain products and they think of certain companies that sell them. And for me, one of the things I always think about malleys is and I've never seen this anywhere else, is the nut mallow.
1: Wow. You're 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 uh you're a classic, yeah, mallow. That's, I'm old school, that's, dude. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a recipe started by my grandfather, probably back in the nineteen thirties. So uh, it's 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 still one of our top sellers. It's it's a it's a fan favorite
0: for people who have not had one of these. I'm first of all I feel sorry for them, but secondly, could you describe what it is because it is it is unusual?
1: Yeah, it's it's a combination of marshmallow chocolate and the walnuts that are in the uh, in in the. Uh, the, con- the confection and what makes it unique is it's kind of when you look at it it's like a loaf. it's like a loaf that you would use a knife to cut pieces and hunks off of So it gets all kinds of really good nooks and crannies where the chocolate will get into the marshmallow and the nuts and and um, it just is a really great piece of eating and um, it, it really doesn't lend itself to be like a candy bar or a traditional little, Small piece of candy. That's why we kind of make it in a loaf, and there, it's it's a it's it's a very hands-on piece of candy. I mean, our chocolate makers, um, you know, it's not it's not an automated piece, so it's done by hand, which gives its every piece is unique. I mean, every and when I say piece, it's a loaf, so every loaf is kind of unique. It all weighs the same, but you know, you're never going to find one that looks identical, which which gives it its unique characteristics and, and charm. Mike
0: Malley joins us today for the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Palletta. We're talking about getting ready for Valentine's Day and what it takes for Malley's to be up and running when it's showtime. Mike, one of the things I noticed about Malley's is you guys do branch out and work with other companies. You made a platform, worked with platform beer on a caramelicious. It was like a salted chocolate caramel milk stout. How did that go? Did it take off?
1: Well, uh, it was just more of one of those fun things to do. We didn't do it this past Christmas. We did it for about three years, and I think it had, you know, kind of run its course. And um, and it was fun, you know. It kind of kept us fresh. Kind of made for some interesting conversation. It was fun to see the Mally name, you know, at all the uh, beverage distributors. Probably in an aisle you wouldn't typically associate Mally's chocolates with, but we were in the beer aisle. So that was fun. You know, I'm not going to say it was a, a, a big to do, but, um, it was short-lived. And I think, uh, platforms, uh, new owners, um, probably didn't feel that that was an area they wanted to get into that, you know, kind of spun off kind of quirky neighborhood thing. So, but it was fun. How did the chocolate covered pickles go over? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, they went over well. We've had a lot of people ask for them. Wasn't one of my favorites, but, uh, You know, again, you talk about coming up with quirky, fun ideas. They went over quite well. We did them, I think, around Father's Day, the last time we did them.
0: How about some other partners who else have Mally's teamed with to to make things that are a little bit unusual?
1: Um, My brother, Dan, who runs marketing, worked with uh, um, Barrio, the uh, uh, Mexican eatery, and we did chocolate-covered tortilla chips. So Dan worked on that strategy, and uh, that, again, was, you know, it drove some traffic into our stores. It was a lot of fun. And it's just, again, trying to keep the brand fresh and working with other uh, like-minded uh, entrepreneurs in the area. So, But that was that was another little spin-off project we did.
0: Now, you mentioned the chocolate-covered pickles might not have been your favorites. Can you think of one in a combination or something you thought, wow, these are really going to go over, and it just didn't take off the way you
1: might hope? Gosh. Um, I You know, I mean... <laughs> Maybe it was the pickles and chips. I mean, we sold out of them, but we did very limited runs because we didn't think they would be, you know, busting down the doors for them. I I really don't have a good answer to that question because I'd like to think anything with chocolate goes well. We could put (laughs) chocolate on anything and people are going to eat it. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So you mentioned, you
0: you know, when with COVID, was obviously a problem. You had to lay off some workers and close facilities. Did you say you're back up to about 60% now
1: capacity? Yeah, we're running. All of my retail shops are fully staffed now. Um, and our factory, we're running at about 60% capacity. And just a point of clarification, we didn't really lay anybody off. We had to shut down. You know, when the governor had the mandated stay in place, we thought it was appropriate that, you know, it was a blow to the business when we had to shut down in, was it, March of 2020? I mean, probably the first time in the history of Mallee's, we didn't sell one chocolate bunny in a retail store. So. Um, that was that was pretty tough, but anybody who was working with us at the time was uh, welcomed back and we were able to retain everybody. But you know we've just had a hard time getting enough people to run all of our lines consistently within our factory. And at this time of year, we would be typically running, you know double shifts. and it's all we can do just to keep all of the lines running during a normal, you know seven to four o'clock shift during the day. So that's proved a challenge
0: taking COVID out of the equation, which these days always sounds like a dumb thing to say. But um, what are you, are, you have like a lot of long-term employees who have worked for you for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, we just had an employee that worked for us for about 40-some years. He started as uh, what we refer to as, in the ice cream business, a soda jerk, which is a gentleman that works and makes the ice cream concoctions behind the fountain. But he worked with us, you know, back in his high school days, and uh, just recently retired about a year ago with us. And we have several other employees that have been with us for, you know, anywhere from 10, 15, 20 years. Um, we've been very blessed that we have a lot of very dedicated employees. And plus, we're attracting a lot of great new young talent as well. You have, uh, is it 19 uh, stores? 19 retail locations, yes. And uh,
0: they're just, they are in this region, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Have you ever, Any thoughts of ever going beyond northeast Ohio and this, this region?
1: Um, there's thoughts, but you know, as far as the practicality of it, we're not so sure. I mean, we we have a lot of, uh, transplant Clevelanders that'll call us and say, Hey, you ought to open a candy shop out by us in Florida or wherever they're, wherever they've relocated to. But, um, we haven't really thought about that. I think our brand is, is pretty strong right here in this region and, um, trying to take it outside of this region, may be a little bit more of a daunting task. Uh, than we realize, so we've we haven't really pursued that
0: is that the main customer base for the mail order service Clevelanders who've moved off to other places and have to get their Malleys fixed
1: um yeah that's a good way to put it they all need their fix and they turn (laughs) their friends on to it um we have a lot of fans that have you know relocated or grew up with our candy and they order it for easter or christmas time um so um yeah but you know we 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 pick up a lot of a business through corporate accounts that we do at our Christmas season. A lot of we're we're proud to say that there's a lot of great Cleveland companies that do business with us at the holidays that use our candies to thank their customers, and you know a lot of their customers will then say, "Hey, what you know? Tell me more about these malleys So we've picked up some other some other business by people who have actually been on the receiving end of a gift of chocolate.
0: So as we head into this weekend, what's the advice to customers? What should they do to make sure they get the candy that they want?
1: <laughs> Come early, please. <laughs> don't don't show up at six o'clock on February fourteenth and get upset. We're out of strawberries. <laughs> okay,
0: that's what I thought. I just I, I would imagine people probably do like show up at five minute five till and go, man, I need you know my candy.
1: <laughs> right, right. But you know, we 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 probably would still have some by six o'clock on uh, February fourteenth. But um, you know. All this bad weather that's preceding the, the February 13th and 14th. I mean, we've had Valentine's where blizzards have totally shut us down. So hopefully we're not going to have any foul weather to contend with. Fingers
0: crossed. Let's hope it's a great Valentine's Day season. Mike Malik, thanks so much for joining us today, sharing some thoughts about what's going to be going on at Malley's for a very important day.
1: Thanks so much, Dan. Mike Malley
0: is of Malley's Chocolates. He he joined us today for the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland Podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.